All right, and welcome to the Now What podcast with your co-hosts, Andy McCullough and Daniel Toback. What's up, Daniel? Hello, Andy. How's it going? Good. How are you doing on this uh, fine evening? Labor Day. Oh, yeah. Today's la- Dude, I didn't, even, uh, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. nice. That's because, Happy- that's because uh, you, were, you were away for a little while, Mr. Nature Boy. That's right. I, I know. I when you the vacation right into the three day weekend was perfect. Everyone always yeah. says they need a uh, you know time to recover from their vacation. Well, uh, I uh, I worked on it out well. Yeah, good for you. Good timing. And yes, timing because uh, you are now refreshed to talk about a confusing topic, um, one that probably is going to require several podcasts in the uh, in the future. Um, so this is a. Uh, we're going to be talking about myths. Um, and for those of you who don't know, stay tuned because we're going to, this is just going to be sort of an introduction and an overview about myths um, as our understanding right now. Um, and the reason why this is going to be an overview is because it's actually a relatively complex topic as we were looking into it. And there's a lot of little nuances that really require us to do more research. So before we give you guys a lot of information, we need to review this a lot more. Um, but we felt that we have enough information and we have enough knowledge of this to at least provide an introduction of what MIPS is for everybody, because this is something that, as we'll talk about, it's going to be coming. Um, so it's something that would behoove all of us to really get to know and understand, because it's really going to impact not just PTs, but pretty much everyone in the healthcare field. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, in, I'm stoked to do this podcast, and I'm really happy, Andy, that you thought of this as a topic because um i don't think i've gone down a rabbit hole like this since uh those cat videos were really big back in the day so uh uh, (laughs) um so i'm I'm pretty excited and and i think you know like you were saying andy we're not we don't have all the information yet or at least we don't understand it all the information yet but we have a good overview and it's i think it's super important that you guys start thinking about this and you know doing your own research as well um so honestly this is probably the podcast i am the most excited so far to do so i i hope all you guys uh feel the same way yep so hope you guys enjoy all right toback so mips now what is mips now i remember you, i remember you were telling me so you were heard about this first at csm i think two years ago i think it was in 2018 uh, yeah that was in uh, uh, 2019 or Oh, yeah, 2019 in uh, D.C. Yep, yeah. I, drove, I drove down to just to visit you for like an hour at a dim sum place. For Oh, yeah, hour. that was fun. I totally forgot yeah. about that. And so then we talked about, we talked a little bit about this because you had listened to a recording. So, um, so this is when I first really heard about it. And I think this is probably when you first really heard about it, too. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Um, I had never heard of MIPS before. And I, I remember I just randomly sat in on a, a lecture at CSM about value-based repayments, and I had no idea what it was going to be about, but um, it just sounded interesting. And so, um, you know, it, it was it was by far, I would say, the most informative lecture I've heard at CSM in, in two years, not to say anything bad about any other lecture. There's a bunch of great ones, but this one was just, um, I mean, it, it's, MIPS is going to be a game changer. So, um, you know, MIPS, what it stands for, um, more importantly, is, uh, merit-based incentive payment system. Um, so essentially what MIPS is, right now, if you guys don't all know, I guess we should cover this, is that right now physical therapy is, uh, and a lot of healthcare is a fee for service. So 
you guys probably know if the eight minute rule, 60 minute rule, whatever it is, you do something and you bill for it. It's kind of that simple. But what MIPS is going to do is it's going to turn the system into a value-based reimbursement system. So it's not necessarily based on what you do that you get paid for, but it's, it's based on the quality of care and, you know, the quality at what cost. So essentially the concept we always talk about when we always talk about, we want to get our patients better as best, as best we can as quickly as possible. That is essentially, we are just defining value, right? Cause value, you know, if you get your patients better quickly, but, or get your patient out quickly, but they don't do very well, that's not good value. If you get patients, you know, well, but it costs a lot, that's not good value. We want to write that ratio. We want it to, to optimize that to where, we can get people to their maximum potential as quickly as you can. So you're saving, saving money and you're saving time. Yep. Um, and that's going to be something that, and Tobek and I, when we talk about this stuff, cause we're kind of nerds when it comes to PT. Um, and especially <laughs> like kind of nerds. Yeah, dude, that's an understatement of the year. Yeah. Freaking podcast. That's, that's how I know. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so like, one of the interesting things and that we like to talk about is just how, like healthcare is changing for us. And it's really important to stay on the forefront of it because there are a lot of people who have been practicing for a long time and are more or less kind of stuck in their ways, I'd say. And so for something like this, when MIPS is coming out, like it's something totally new and totally different and it's really going to kind of shake things up. So there are people who, there are going to be plenty of people who get left behind because it's something that they're not necessarily, it's going to change the way people practice. And I think it's going to be for the better because like Tobek said, now we're getting reimbursed, not just for what we do, but how well we do it. And so this is going to not only make people be more conscious, I guess, about their reimbursement, but it's reimbursing based on your quality of care. So the better you are as a physical therapist, the better you are at getting patients better, then the more you'll get reimbursed. And so really all this is, is just incentivizing people to get better. And which that's, I think what we need is in, in the field, we need to, we need to get quality outcomes for our patients and this is yes. just a way to track it. Um, so one of the, right now for, for MIPS is really just Medicare who are, um, involved with it right now but as you guys will find out for those of you who are new grads that a lot of insurance companies a lot of private insurance companies they follow what medicare does so a lot of um a lot of reimbursement rates for right now our um, services are mimicking what medicare reimburses and so this is something that medicare again is, is primarily rolling out on um, but in the future other private companies are going to very likely if not if it's not already in the plans they're going to do something very similar to MIPS. Um, so they are going to also be changing up the fee services based on um, your, the, the value that you provide to your patients and the outcomes that you get based on your, your treatments. Yep. Yeah. So um, so we'll, we'll go over some um, more detailed stuff like you were saying earlier, Andy, like um, we'll go in the later podcast, we'll get into more of like the details and, and, and whatnot, but we're, we're just going to give you an overview. So, yeah. um, the, the other important thing to know is that MIPS is a, like a optional program. So it's not actually mandatory to join. So you can still see Medicare patients and not opt into MIPS. Um, however, there's a couple of things. So, uh, if you do opt in there, essentially there's, again, there's a lot more details, but essentially what it is, it's, there's a, it's like a bonus slash like penalty structure. Um, based on your your uh, outcome. So 
if you're in a top certain percent of outcomes, you get to share, right? You get to share um, a bonus, essentially. You get to share the penalty that other people pay. And the, the penalty is is funded by the people who fall under a certain standard of care. They actually have to pay back Medicare at the end of the year for, you know, whatever, however much they overbuild or whatever may be to their the, the decrease in value that they provided. So the people who pay a penalty actually, in a way, are paying for the people who get a bonus. So there's there's an incentive to join if you're a good there, you know, if you're a uh, if you're a good clinician. Um, however, there's still you might be like, well, all the bad clinicians just won't join, and then all the good clinicians will, and it just will be dumb. But however, they there is a phase in period where once this goes fully active, for an example, for PTs. You may not, if you don't opt in, you may not get an official penalty, but usually what happens every year, obviously, Andy, we were talking about earlier that, you know, Medicare is trying to make a pay or a um, reimbursement cut. But in general, how Medicare works is that every year, Medicare rates go up a certain percent based on, you know, I'm assuming it's based on inflation and a few other factors. What's going to happen is if you don't sign up for MIPS, you will, you will get reimbursed the same, but you will not get those yearly increases. So at a certain point, inflation is going to catch up to you and you will not be able to afford to see Medicare patients unless you join MIPS. So in a way, it's one of those things where it's like, I, you know, I'm sure there's a saying for it, but it's like, they're not forcing you to do it, but they're essentially forcing you to join. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's why some of the things you're we reading, and I think this was a couple of years ago that they were talking about that Medicare was going to decrease funding by 4%. Um, but that's where, like Tobac mentioned, it wasn't a decrease overall in four percent, but it, to to everybody, but it just was people who did not go into MIPS. They were not going to see a four percent increase in their Medicare reimbursement. Um, so yep. it's incentivizing people to to join in, um, which again is kind of a way for them to strong hand us into into joining it. Um, but that's uh, maybe not necessarily a bad thing. And again, we'll we'll kind of dive into that later in other podcasts. Um, one of the things that's kind of when when I've been talking to you know coworkers about this, um, and not just coworkers, but pretty much anyone we've been talking about MIPS, one of the worries is that if a patient is really complex, or if you're treating multiple body parts, or if you're treating certain diagnoses, um, the idea that an insurance company is going to basically tell you how to treat or tell you what to treat or influence your decision for treating is something that, you know, therapists don't necessarily like. Um, but the good thing about MIPS is right now it takes into account certain comorbidities. Um, and there are ways for you to disqualify certain patients, meaning that if you are treating somebody for both like their shoulder and their back, you can disqualify them from MIPS because you are going to have to be seeing them for longer than if you were just seeing them for their shoulder or their back. Um, there are also different, um, criteria. And it, 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 I think, I don't know if it changes, and this is one of the things we got to dive into to details. I don't know if it changes um, necessarily company to company or just overall, um, but there are definitely certain groups that you can disqualify from MIPS. Um, and those are fortunately people who won't necessarily follow, excuse me, into like a straightforward um, plan of care, you know, for various reasons, whether they're a lot of comorbidities or like I was saying before, you're treating multiple body parts. Um, that is something that is taking into consideration. So it's, it's good because we all have those patients who are just highly complex and you know, you're going to be treating them for a lot longer than you or they would like to, but you have to do that to get them better. And MIPS right now is 
again, taking that into consideration. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not trying to, and that's the thing too, it sounds scary at first, but they're not trying to um, like hurt us or take money away from therapists. It, really the, the idea is to improve outcome and essentially what they're doing, like you said, Andy, you, there's some people who get disqualified from myths because they just have certain diagnosis, I guess, that um, like you said, maybe are just too complex or uh, there's whatever reasons that it would hurt your bottom line. But they actually, the whole point is that they're going to come out with different surveys that sort of curve, right? Think of it like a curve for a test. So different patients, if they have more co comorbidities, your score will actually, because there's an actual, and I could look this up real quick. There's an actual number that, a uh, scoring scale. So essentially, I'll, I'll read it right now. Um, it's a final score. So MIPS final score. So it says here, if you get above, and I don't know how, like there's categories. I couldn't, we don't know exactly how you get to these numbers yet, but this will give you guys a general idea. So if you have, Greater than 70 points, you get a positive adjustment, which means your reimbursements for Medicare go up, plus you're eligible for an exceptional performance bonus, which means at least an additional 0.5%. So you get a profit share. If you score between 4 and 69 points, you also get that positive adjustment. So you get an increased reimbursement rate from year to year, but you just don't get the bonus. If you score three points, nothing happens. You don't get a penalty, but you also don't get increased reimbursement or bonus. And if you get zero points, you actually get a negative payment adjustment of 4% and you also don't get the bonus. So every, you know, I was reading it somewhere in here and, and we'll find it in a different, for a different episode, but like it tells you, you know, if a patient has this comorbidity, you get an added 10 points to that patient score. Or if a patient is um, from a low income area and, you know, they don't have a very good insurance plan, you also get, you know, for seeing that patient, you get a bonus 10 points. So it does kind of curve it. So it's not like, clinicians are going to be only wanting to see patients are going to, you know, probably have good outcomes. Mm -hmm. They make it to incentivize you to also see these other patients. So really they already thought about that. And, you know, again, nothing's going to be perfect. We obviously with, with systems like this and, you know, with Medicare, big bureaucracies, but it's the, I think, you know, hopefully it's the concept that counts to you guys and, and, you know, the details will get worked out kind of as we go. Mm -hmm. um, but what's interesting is that, there's two ways that um, those scores get tracked because you might be like, well, how is it like, is that, you know, how is that getting tracked? Is it per clinician? So you can either sign up to be an individual. So like your personal scores are, are what you're graded on, or you can be part of a group. So if you work for a big company or if you work for a hospital system, you're, it's not just looked at as an individual, it's your total score combined is what's thrown into that grading system. Um, so you can kind of pick and choose again. We don't really know like why you would pick one or the other per se. I mean, obviously I have my just like opinions on why that might be, but um, we're going to kind of, you know, get into that to see when is it makes sense for you to, to join as an individual um, as a group, or if you can, if you were for a big company, are you even allowed to join as an individual or is, is the company probably going to make you join as a group? You know, I'm not sure. So, yeah. And that's what we want to look into too, because we don't necessarily know if say you're working for a larger company are your individual scores also tracked separately um, and like really accounted for? Because say you switch companies for whatever reason. Um, I know we've kind of talked a little bit about that, how we think that, you know, eventually we'll get to insurance companies will be able to basically see what your outcomes are, but we don't necessarily know for sure. So that's something that we're going to dive into a little bit more research. And it might just take time for MIPS to really roll out for us to kind of see. Um, but just kind of speaking also of um, like what, MIPS is kind of accounting for. So they're basically um, like what they're looking at is 
there's going to be there's four major um, categories that MIPS is um, taking into consideration. And again, these are something that I think, I don't know if we'd be able to have a, a podcast on each one per se, um, but we're going to maybe have one where we talk about all those in a little bit de- more detail. Um, yeah. But basically what, what's happening is they're, they're measuring our performance um, through these four things, which first, the first one is quality. So that's pretty straightforward, basically quality of care. Um, then the second one is uh, they are looking at promoting interoperability, which um, we think is just kind of more or less the exchange of basically information um, for a patient's care, uh, whether it's just through a, you know, a hospital network or whether it's through you know, a surgeon's office and a private clinic, um, but just kind of promoting that communication in between, in between the groups to enhance patient care. Um, the third category is cost. And really just from everything we've read, one of the major reasons why um, MIPS is getting rolled out is to just reduce the cost of healthcare. And that's a you know, big problem that we all know is out there is you know, in the US right now, we have a huge cost of healthcare. Um, and so this is one of the ways that you know, these insurance companies are kind of trying to uh, help reduce it while at the same time improving patient outcomes. Um, and the last thing that they're looking at is uh, improving, improvement activities, which basically um, is just how it's gonna take into account how you as a clinician or you as a group are working to improve your outcomes. Um, so it's again, another incentive for you to get better, not just kind of deal with the status quo, but for you to improve. So those are things that, again, we're going to have to dive into a lot deeper in, in future podcasts, but um, those are kind of just an overview of what MIPS is also looking at and take, trying to take into account. Of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's different weight to all those categories, but it's funny, Andy, because, you know, I, I look over this list and I'm like, dude, we are like, I'm like, we're geniuses, you know, like <laughs> everything we've talked about, it, about in all of our previous podcasts and kind of our philosophies hit these whole thing, right? Like guy, like, right. We, we talk about quality, obviously quality is super important, but we also talk about that promoting interoperability. Like we always talk about, we've had episodes on, Hey, make sure you're connecting with the, you know, the different, you know, physicians in your area and stuff, not for the money, but like find out who's good, find out, you know, you know, who's going to help your patients, you know, cause again, it, we get to see our patients so much more than other people improvement activities. Well, what do you know? We always talk about continuing education, making yourself a better clinician. Right. Mm-hmm. And then obviously costs like we talked about before, trying to get our patients out as soon as we can, right? If, if you're getting your patients better quicker, costs are going to go down. So if you just, in my opinion, these are just like common sense, being a good PT, being ethical. And if you're doing those things, you don't even have to try extra hard to kind of really hit these uh, categories. You just do the right thing and you're going to automatically, you know, see your, your score be pretty high here, hopefully. So, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I'd go as far to say as we're geniuses, um, that's true. That is definitely too far, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, maybe it's a, a blind squirrel, you know, finds yeah. a nut or whatever they say. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think, it, it, I think it's funny, like when we were kind of reviewing this, it is like everything that we kind of talked about, like we did, we thought of this independently, not based on this MIPS. And then when we were looking into it, we're like, oh, like, wow, this is actually things that, you know, we, we talk about all the time and we've talked about in this podcast. So 
um, it's just nice, right? It's nice yeah, to like get like yeah to reinforcement on your your ideas and you know what what we believe in. Yeah, we're not totally crazy. Yeah, we're not. You know, we're not totally crazy. And that yeah, <laughs> and though like we don't necessarily have the, the the right ideas all the time, but for this, I mean, and stuff that we've been talking about, um, and have that has been in, in prior podcasts, like it is something that I think as a profession, you know, we are going to have to start thinking about these things more because insurance companies are thinking about these things more. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's happening. I mean, it's, uh, and it's not, again, it starts with Medicare, but not only are private companies going to go there, like private companies of our, in, in certain areas have already started this, you know, going to this MIPS program. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like I was telling you the story earlier, like off the air, Andy, I, I thought one, one anecdote was super interesting that, uh, uh, this lady I heard, she was, you know, she works with MIPS and she was doing a lecture about it. And she was saying with Walmart, I don't know if this is true anymore. I don't know. Again, I don't know the exact details about the story, but essentially a lot of companies are starting to privatize like their insurance. So they're trying to take on more of the burden and Walmart is getting these preferred providers. So essentially no matter if you have health insurance with Walmart, I guess if you have this plan, no matter where you live in the United States, let's just say, I forgot the example. Let's say it was like a cabbage, like a heart surgery. They will fly you out to the Cleveland clinic, you and your family, they will pay for all your room and board. They'll pay for the procedure just so you can go out there and go to the Cleveland Clinic because they know that the Cleveland Clinic will provide a high value service. It will be high quality and the cost will be decreased. It's so much better than other clinics that they literally will pay for all those extra fees as opposed to having you go to like the nearest hospital to do it, um, which is crazy because there's all these doctors that are at that local clinic that are going to have no idea that they're losing patients to the Cleveland clinic. Cause if who, what physician in their right mind, if you're a physician in Chicago, is going to think, uh, maybe I shouldn't use Chicago. Let's say like in Los Angeles and be like, they think, Oh yeah. Anyone within, you know, a 50 mile radius is probably coming to me. Well now if they're competing with, you know, instead of, you know, USC competing, competing with UCLA, it's now USC competing with UCLA competing with Cleveland clinic, com- you know, competing with, you know, whatever, someone in New York, all these other, all these, like, I mean, it's just like, it's just like with, you know, with Amazon or something now that mom and pop businesses don't have to compete with just their neighbors. They have to compete with this, you know, these people all across the globe. It's going to really drive, you know, clinicians and the healthcare system to become more efficient and, and to um, drive more value. Yeah. And like we kind of talked about is, um, you know, kind of talking about like those, those physicians or those groups, they don't even realize that they're losing out on patients. And so that's something that, you know, eventually if this is, is brought out to the PT world, you won't even realize unless like, you can lo- be losing patient volume or just not have new patients come in because of where you're working. And so that's not just, you know, that's just something to consider for, for those who are wanting to get into some sort of a management track um, or, you know, somewhere where you're working on marketing for, for, for your clinic yep. and trying yep. to get more patients to you sometimes it's going to be out of your, out of your control. And I mean, we already can kind of see that where, and I know this is, this is something that we, Tobek and I have talked about off air. Um, but if you're an insurance company, if you're in or out of network, like that's something where if you're not a very good clinic, if you're, if, well, at least if your clinic's not getting very good outcomes, like you're going to be out of network for a lot of um, these insurance yep. companies. So that's, you're losing patients because these insurance companies are recognizing, hmm, you know what, these people don't get good quality, 
quality outcomes. So we're just not going to even bother sending our patients to them. Um, and so even if you're an excellent therapist, but you're working for a company that historically doesn't get good outcomes, you're not going to get those patients. Um, so it's just yep, yep. It's, it's, good bonuses either, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's something that's really, really interesting. Um, and I know we've, we've kind of had a couple side tangents already on this. So it's something that, that, uh, that Tobek and I are really kind of passionate about because this is something that you know, both of us foresee the, our profession going towards, which we both think, and I guess I don't really want to speak for Tobac, um, but author, it sounds like we both are, are kind of excited for this in a way because it's really going to refine our profession and really focus now on not just like necessarily the business aspect of things and, and, and not just, you know, worrying about things that don't necessarily matter to us because for us, the biggest thing is just getting patients better. Like that's all that we really care about. And I think that's what most people would just really care about is the quality of care that you can get your patients in something like MIPS. And though it's scary and that though the sound of it is, is kind of, people don't really know enough of it. So like the age old saying is you're scared about what you don't know. And yeah. so this is something that once we get more information and if you look into this a little bit more, once you get more information, I don't think it's going to be nearly as scary as it seems. And I think this is going to really elevate our profession. And, and really, this can show not just insurance companies, but show other healthcare providers the what yeah. PT can do for people and how we can really change and improve people's lives. So in the end, I think yeah. that's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we always complain and every PT complains, rightfully so, you know, oh, we're getting a DPT, but we're actually getting paid less or you know, I'm getting my OCS, but I'm not getting paid anymore for it. Well, this, you know, if this goes through and it, and it works the way it's supposed to work, all this advanced training that we're doing, which is supposed to be making us better clinicians, we will actually get a financial reward for. So, mm -hmm. right, you won't feel so guilty about taking out as many loans for mm -hmm. PT score, taking, you know, the, you know, whatever continuing education you want classes that cost you a couple thousand a year, like that will actually have a, a direct effect. And, and on that topic, you know, you were saying, Andy, which is 100% true, like, you know, being, you know, being part of a group and getting reimbursed and, and whether or not your company, you know, is, is good. But the other thing you have to remember, or if you're becoming a manager at your own clinic, but even if you don't want to do those things, if you can track, right, and this is why we talk about this now, even though it hasn't hit full seam, starting to write, not, you know, not necessarily listening to what your clinic wants you to do, if they're more focused on just like, patients per week and stuff like that because you want to start building a case and and i urge all you guys to keep track of your patient outcomes because you know one thing they're going to really care about is, is patient reported outcomes not necessarily you know what we say it's going to be like you know dash and things like that because you know once this hits full steam and let's say you want to get a job in a new clinic right one of your things that you can kind of show the clinic is like hey look at my outcomes it, given my outcomes i would be in the top you know 10 percent of all clinicians right you can sell that one to get hired in a job you want and two to, you know, have a higher salary. Cause if you could tell them, Hey, I'm bringing in $10,000 more than the average clinician. I want to be paid more than the average clinician. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it really benefits you in so many ways to be a good clinician. There's really not much downside to MIPS besides obviously there's gonna be growing pains, figuring it out, but like, I mean, right. If you're a good, good clinician, you're going to be, I mean, you're going to be just fine. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think this is just to, to quickly kind of bounce off something. This is, this is off the script guys. This is impromptu, but just, <laughs> yeah, just kind of like what you're saying um, is that 
I, I really, I really think that this is going to be something that's going to help the profession. Um, and we're not just like, we're not just here hired by Medicare to kind of tout it because I mean, it really is <clears throat> something that needs to be done really. Um, because, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of watering down in the profession to a certain extent, because there's so many schools out there. There's so many PT schools now, and there's so many PTs out there and PT programs are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and so there's just an influx of PTs, which is great, but there's also like a decrease in quality, I think. Um, there can be, because if you're having more and more people, it's not like these PTs are necessarily getting better and better. Um, but I mean, and that's, but the argument is that now these students are getting their doctorates, right? Um, and this, you know, theoretically a doctorate should be better than a master's when better than a bachelor's degree. But, you know, you will talk to a lot of people who have just a master, a bachelor's or a master's degree and they don't understand why people get their doctorate. Well, this right here, this is why we get a doctorate. This is why we go through the schooling. This is why we get that extra, we spent that extra money to get these extra, this extra education. It's to get better outcomes for our patients. And finally, there is something out there, MIPS, that can show improve how we get better outcomes. Um, so it's going to be, you know, at the end of the day, like, like Tobek said, there's definitely going to be growing pains for this. Um, there's probably going to be a lot of growing pains, but it's definitely something that if implemented right and if something that everyone gets on board with, I think is really going to improve our profession and really, you know, justify why we have to spend this extra money and why we got to put the extra time in for school. Um, you know, because I think at the end of the day, it is going to help our patient outcomes and, and it's going to help the people that come in to see us. So yeah. I'm yeah. For it. Me too. I'm yeah, I'm stoked. So yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to call it with, with that. Um, we're going to, I'll put some links in the show notes of uh, some of like where we got some of this information from, but we will definitely have future episodes that dive a little bit deeper into, you know, the different categories and just kind of, I mean, we got, we, there's so much to talk about um, that uh, and that we want to talk about. So uh, you know, look, look, uh, look out for that. Um, and so, yeah, you guys, uh, as always, um, you know, if you have any questions, please reach out um, our, uh, our email. So feel free, if, again, any questions about anything, email us at nowwhatphysicaltherapy at gmail.com. Um, our Twitter is at nowwhattherapy. Uh, Facebook is at nowwhatphysicaltherapy. And our Anchor homepage, I mean, you can find us on Spotify. I mean, you're already listening to us, but just in general, right? Spotify, Overcast, um, I mean, what else are we on? We're on some other stuff, Pocket Cast, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, Overcast. But um, if you want to just find our whole page, our, the website link is anchor.fm forward slash now what physical therapy. Yeah, and I think one of the things that uh, we haven't really talked about too much, but we got to start to talk about a little bit more is if you guys are listening to us and if you guys like us, please share us with, uh, with your friends, share mm -hmm. us with, with other new grads. Yes. Like we want, we want to get out there. We want to start talking to people. Um, and, and, you know, like Tobek said, if there's any, you know, any questions you want to open up a discussion, please feel free to reach out to us because we would love to, to just interact with you guys, um, interact yeah. with you listening to us. Um, so, but, but thanks for listening to this one and be ready for some more. Awesome. All right, guys, have a good one. Yep. Peace.